This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Nakamura Rasmian with the news. First, the top stories. Bucharest is hosting today the first conference on the Black Sea security under the aegis of the International Crimea Platform and a new meeting of the Romania Republic of Moldova-Ukraine trilateral. The chair of the NATO Military Committee, Admiral Rob Bauer, continues his visit to Romania. And in Timisoara, the Smart Diaspora 2023 International Conference comes to an end. The chair of the NATO Military Committee, Admiral Rob Bauer, is on a visit to Romania until Friday. His talks with the Romanian officials focus on the security situation in the Black Sea region, the Allied deterrence missions, and the defense of the Euro-Atlantic space, as well as the major training events of 2023. The NATO official talked with the Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu about the preparation of the summit in Vilnius due in July, and the implementation of the decisions of the Allied meeting in Madrid. At the Romanian Defense Ministry, the NATO official had talks with the Defense Minister Angel Tulver and the Chief of the General Staff, General Daniel Petrescu. Admiral Rob Bauer's agenda in Romania also includes visits to the Allied commands located in Bucharest in the south and Sibiu in the center, to the NATO battle group deployed in the Cincu area in the center, and to the Mihail Kogolnichano Air Base in the southeast. We'll come back to that after the news. Bucharest once again becomes the international capital of diplomacy, as it hosts today the first conference on the security of the Black Sea under the aegis of the International Crimea Platform and a new meeting of the Romania Republic of Moldova-Ukraine trilateral, said the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu. The conference is the first event of this magnitude dedicated to the Black Sea, co-organized by Romania and Ukraine. More than 250 delegates from more than 30 countries and international organizations will attend, along with guests who participate in virtual format. The talks are centered on the multidimensional impact of Russia's war of aggression and on finding solutions to secure the Black Sea region. Issues related to information warfare and cyber attacks will also be addressed with priority. In a press conference, the Romanian Foreign Minister reiterated the condemnation of the war waged by the Russian Federation in Ukraine. The Smart Diaspora 2023 International Conference comes to an end today in Timisoara in Western Romania. It is an event that creates a space for dialogue and collaboration between Romanian researchers, irrespective of where they live and work. 
The four-day event included 38 workshops with approximately 400 participants from the diaspora, 550 from Romania and 300 from universities that are members of the Timisoara University Alliance. The workshops were organized on various topics, from education and psychology to global economy, governance, smart cities, entrepreneurial culture, technological transfer, sustainable food, intercultural communication, Romanian language and literature studies, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, migration, and mobility. Attending the events of the first day of the conference, the Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca said that the Minister of Research, Innovation and Digitization, Sebastian Burduja, should rapidly find solutions for de-bureaucratization and for managing the grants for research. He also launched the idea for researchers to propose five priority fields in the sciences that should receive funding first. Smart Diaspora is part of a series of events included on the agenda of the Timisoara European Capital of Culture 2023. In Romania, the annual inflation rate dropped to 14.53% in March from 15.5% in February as the prices of foodstuffs increased by 21.56%, of non-foods by 11.06%, and of services by 10.83%, show data provided by the National Institute of Statistics, published on Thursday. The National Bank of Romania expects the annual inflation rate to drop faster than previously anticipated, especially starting from the third quarter of the current year, against the backdrop of the extension of energy price capping and compensation schemes until March 31, 2025 and of the redefinition of their characteristics as of January 1st, 2023. President Klaus Johannes is visiting today the Renewable Energy School of Skills, the International School of Competences in Renewable Energy from Constanza in the Southeast. At this school, courses are taught for the training and retraining of adults, being dedicated to technicians working in the renewable energy industry especially in the wind and photovoltaic solar energy fields. According to the presidential administration, acquiring skills for climate transition and international cooperation in relation to climate education are important objectives that are part of the president's vision for a cleaner environment. And that's the news. Romania is one of the countries where the European Union might increase its defense production capacity. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Mihai Pelin. 15 companies from 11 countries, Romania included, have been identified as able to start production in the defense industry in the context of the European Union's three-pillar plan to boost ammunition deliveries to Ukraine. 1 billion euros will be disbursed for plants for deliveries from existing stockpiles. Another 1 billion euros will be spent to help ammunition plants replenish depleted stockpiles, while the third pillar aims at increasing the bloc's defense industry's capacity for the longer term. Romanian facilities are among those that will be able to help cover Ukraine's ammunition demand, but they need investments. 
This is one of the reasons why the European Commissioner for Internal Market, Thierry Breton, has travelled to Romania and had meetings with senior Romanian officials. After his talks with Prime Minister Nicolae Tuca, the European Commissioner said he was confident Romania would be able to play an even more important role in the EU defence industry and added that Bucharest's earmarking 2.5% of GDP for defence this year proves that Romania understands that this expenditure contributes not only to protecting the country but to protecting the European continent as well. Thierry Breton also said that given that the EU has committed to support Ukraine's efforts to withstand Russia's aggression, we must make sure we have the capacity to deliver the equipment and ammunition it needs, including by boosting EU production capacity. In turn, Prime Minister Nicolae Tuka emphasized that strengthening the defense industry would help improve Romania's resilience and capacity to handle future challenges. After the meetings with Romanian officials in Bucharest, the European Commissioner visited two defense industry factories run by Romarm, Romania's chief producer and provider of military equipment and services, present in over 50 other markets in Europe, Americas, Asia and Africa. Romarm is currently trying to revamp its production units either through partnerships with private companies or through EU-funded projects. Also in Bucharest these days is the chair of NATO's military committee, Admiral Rob Bauer, for talks focusing on the security situation at the Black Sea, on NATO's deterrence and defense missions, and on this year's main training events. He discussed with the Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu the preparations for the NATO summit due in Vilnius in July and the implementation of the decisions made at the Madrid summit. While at the headquarters of the Romanian Defense Ministry, Rob Bauer also had talks with the Line Minister Angel Tolvar and with the Chief of General Staff, General Daniel Petrescu. NATO remains a core pillar of Romania's security policy, Daniel Petrescu said, and added that the Romanian army is always improving its quick and efficient response capacity. Since its first day as a NATO member, Romania has proved its dedication to the alliance. That has made it clear it understands the value of collective defense, Admiral Rob Bauer pointed out in turn. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend. I'm Eugen Nasta. Romanian women's national handball team on Wednesday in Portugal's Paredes secured a 28-24 win in the second leg of the playoff tie against Portugal. With five goals, Romanian national squad's Lorena Ostase was the top scorer. Therefore, Romania succeeded a laid-back qualification to the 2023 edition of the World Championship. We recall that in the first leg, Romania trounced Portugal 35-20. At the European Artistic Gymnastics Championships in Turkey's Antalya, Romania's women's national team came in fifth, a position that secured the Romanian team's qualification to the World Championships, to be hosted by the city of Antwerp in Belgium this coming fall. 
In Belgium, the first nine teams in descending order will secure their ticket to the 2024 edition of the Olympic Games. As part of the competition, Anna Barboso and Amalia Giguarza have made it to the all-around final with the ninth and the tenth grade respectively. With the second grade in the competition, Sabrina Voina competes in the floor semi-final, also competing in the vault final with the fifth grade in the competition. Anna Barboso has also qualified to the floor final from the seventh position. With the fifth grade in the competition, Amalia Giguarza has also qualified to the floor final. In the second leg as part of the women's volleyball CV Cup final, Romanian title holders Voleal Bablaj this past Wednesday in Florence sustained a nil-three defeat by Italian opponent Scandici. In Turgumurish a week ago, the latter team had also won the first leg of the tie 3-1. For Vole Albablage, it was the fourth European final they have played in the last six years. CSM can boast playing in the finals as part of all European interclub competitions in the Champions League in 2018, in the CEV Cup in 2019 and in the Challenge Cup in 2021. This coming weekend we'll see matches being played, counting towards the second round of the Group 1-Group 2 stage as part of the Romanian Super League. In Group 1 on Saturday, CFR Cluj play a home game against Shepsi Svantu Gheorghe. On Sunday, Universitata Craiova received the visit of Rapid Bucharest. In Bucharest on Monday, FCSB play a home game against Faro Constanza. Being four points clear of CFR Cluj, Faro continues to be the leader in the standings. In Group 2 this coming Friday, FCU Craiova play a home game against FC Voluntari. In Arad, the local side Uta take on FC Botoshan. On Saturday, in Group 2, FC Hermannstad play an away fixture against Dacia Mioven. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast, it's Song of the Day. Listen to Eduard Sanda and Cleopatra Stratan with the song Time to Love.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Traveler's Guide Welcome, I'm Elena Enache. Rășinar in the Romanian county of Sibiu is the winner of the second edition of the Best Tourism Villages International Competition launched by the World Tourism Organization. It is a good moment to look back at the Romanian village on the occasion of Easter. Nicoleta Ocneriu, a tourist guide, helps us navigate through Easter traditions in this part of Romania. She accompanied European ambassadors and American officials on tours of the wonderful villages in Transylvania. Tourists are involved in the village activities. Traditional dishes are prepared, wine tasting sessions are available, and also trips in horse-drawn carriages. Visitors can go to church dressed in traditional costumes together with the villagers, can enjoy the show held by the local children, especially in the village of Rashinari, which this year has been declared the most attractive tourist village in the world by the World Tourism Organization. We take pride in that. Transylvania is very diverse due to multiculturalism and the many ethnicities. Settlers, Saxons and Romanians have been living here in harmony. In Mărginimea Sibiului area, where Rășinari is located, people have been mostly shepherds for generations. Trips to shipfolds, mountain trips from one village to another or to Paltinish, the oldest and highest altitude resort in Romania, can be organized. In the village of Rășinari, Gura Râului or Sibiel, people prepare very tasty traditional dishes and offer traditional costumes to tourists to attend together the Sunday Mass. This way, tourists can closely observe all Easter traditions. On Monday Thursday, they can paint eggs together with the villages. In Bukovina, egg painting has been taken to the level of art. In Transylvania, peasants don't use synthetic dyes, but rather natural herbs. Also, patterns are obtained by sticking a plant on the egg and insert them into stockings, which are then dipped into a pot in which red onions were boiled to obtain the red color. In southern Romania, nuances are a little bit more discreet, but in Transylvania there is a diversity of colors depending on the region. Another interesting thing is that on Monday Thursday, Saxons have the tradition of decorating the trees in their yards with empty painted eggs, like a Christmas tree. Nicoleta Ogneriu recommends the Sibiu area for any period of the year, but especially for Easter, when the offer is even more varied than usual. Many enduro and cycling competitions are organized, and we have special areas set up precisely for this purpose. From Rășinar, you can start cycling tours and mountain hiking tours to Paltinish, but also to other villages. Râu Sudului is a wonderful village. Now, the land of huts, Țara Colibelor, is being promoted again. The shepherd's huts are restored and prepared to host tourists. 
especially now at Easter, it's a great feeling to have no phone signal and experience the atmosphere of the past. The rental price for a hut is around 100 euros. The mayor of Rusudului asks the villagers to participate in the promotion of this area and thus, as of this year, the country of huts is on the map. It is very important to say that the villages of Rusudului and Rashinar participated together in the world competition for the most beautiful villages. Back to the activities, the calories after the Easter meal are burned by participating in the splashing of the girls. In all villages with Saxon and Hungarian influence, there is a custom for boys to sprinkle girls with perfume to bring them a new spring, prosperity, luck and health. Rural trips can be combined with visits to medieval fortresses and with local festivals and events. Craftsmen can also be watched at work in their homes, says Nicoleta Ocneriu. Tourists are involved together with the children in activities such as weaving, glass icon painting and cooking. Glass painting workshops are held in CBL. In Saliste, visits are organized to the most important headmaker in Transylvania who even Romanian royal heads from his own household. Trips are organized to the oldest functional oil press in Transylvania, tasting included, of course. It is the most genuine, good and pure oil you will ever taste. Trips are also organized to the only woman in Mărginimeasi Biului who still weaves traditional folk costumes for Junisi Biului folk ensemble. In CBL there is a craft center. Villagers display their glass paintings there. Almost everyone in the village knows how to paint glass icons. From farmers, tourists can buy pumpkin seed oil, walnut seed oil, cherry seed oil and at least 30 kinds of sweets. There are a lot of souvenirs prepared for tourists. All of Nicoleta Ogneriu's tours are organized so as to include a diversity of activities. Thus, in 2019, SibiuGuideNico.com, the place where all the beautiful experiences are put together, received a certificate of excellence for extraordinary results. Flights from the most important European cities land at Sibiu International Airport. From the airport to the village of Rashinar, for example, the distance is about 16 kilometers by car and can be traveled in 25 minutes. You have been listening to Traveler's Guide. Coming up next... Generation 3.0 Welcome to Generation 3.0. I'm your host, Elena Enake. Patricia Floria is 21 and she is the Vice President of the Human Resources Department of the League of Romanian Students Abroad. She was born in Bucharest and after graduating from the George Koshbuk National College in 2020, she left to the Netherlands for her university studies. She arrived in the city of Tilburg during the pandemic and that made her adjustment there more difficult. She found comfort and support within the group of Romanian students studying in Tilburg. 
Patricia Florea. Am avut mare noroc că am stat într-o clădire care era locuită numai de studenți. I was lucky to have been accommodated in a building inhabited only by students, as it was there that I found a group of friends, all of them Romanian. We used to visit each other a lot at that time because we had nowhere else to go. It was only in my second year of university when restaurants, bars and bistros opened and we started going out more that I finally learned how it was to be student abroad. The most difficult part was accommodation because the student building that I lived in initially was only for first-year students, so in the second year I had to move out and it was difficult to find another place. That is why for a whole month I stayed with my friends. It was funny at first, given that we were five people living in a studio, but after a week it became very, very difficult. Patricia first heard about the League of Romanian Students Abroad from the current president of the organization, Otilia Apostol, who was also a student in Tilburg. She was on her second year at the university when she joined the branch in the Netherlands. She first worked as volunteer and then she took over the Human Resources Department. In December 2022, she was elected president of the League. Patricia tells us more about what her job is within the League and also about her goals. First of all, a Human Resources Vice President brings to his or her team all HR directors of the branches and make sure there is good communication among them, and also stages team-building sessions and interviews. So far, I have updated a database with all past and present volunteers. I have organized interviews for the newly opened branches in Sweden, Belgium, Chile and Saudi Arabia. I also organize online team-buildings for all branches. They are called League Fun Nights and we usually play something such as Among Us or other games proposed by the team I coordinate. I next plan to make an internal newsletter for volunteers in order to know each other better. Patricia Florea studies international law at the Tilburg University. She says she wants to stay there for her master's degree studies and specialize in international law or global governments. She has not decided whether to return to Romania or not after completing her studies, given that she has been offered a job at the university in Tilburg. I have never been the type who makes plans for the long term. I didn't plan to stay in Tilburg for a long period, but I have just been offered a job in my field of interest, a research assistant with the International Criminal Law Department. And that was Generation 3.0. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's music highlights. I'm Ana Maria Popescu, and today's installment devoted to the upcoming Orthodox Easter holidays features a piece entitled Via Dolorosa, written by the highly praised Romanian composer, pen flutist and musical director Catalin Târgolea. Originally written as an autonomous piece inspired by Ian Sticker's famous painting The Crucifixion, displayed at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale, the U.S., the Via Dolorosa was later on included as the sixth track on the musician's album, The Son of Man. Mm-hmm. 
Living Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Welcome everyone to a fresh edition in our series, I am Vlad Palku. At the end of March, the Terdezom Foundation Romania organized a press conference in Bucharest designed to publicize the conclusions of a visit to Norway paid by a group of 20 teachers from Romania. The visit is part of the NOROC project, the Romanian word for luck, and actually an acronym standing for the Norwegian-Romanian Initiative for Quality in Education. Funded under Norway grants as part of the local development program, the purpose of the initiative is to ensure access to inclusive and quality education to children at risk of dropping out or with learning disabilities. I discussed the objectives of NOROC with its manager Raluca Ciuca. Our project initiative for education, NOROC, addresses pupils in 20 schools across Dolj, Olt, Gorj, Vulcha and Bacău counties. We have two main targets, reducing school dropout as well as increasing the degree of graduation by at least 1%. Other secondary objectives include the training of teaching staff, as well as volunteers who act as coaches for the 700 children who are part of our target group. We also aim to develop projects for bilateral development, between the schools enrolled in our project and partner schools in Norway, Raluca Ciuca. The first step in the project has already been made in March, when a group of teachers visited Norway as part of an initiative funded by FAFO, a Norwegian research institute. The teachers visited a number of six schools in various areas of Oslo, as well as a center devoted to the Roma minority and a Holocaust museum. The center and museum were also of particular interest given that there are children belonging to Roma communities who attend the schools in the project. More details from project manager Raluca Ciuca. The visit unfolded over the course of six days, during which time 20 teachers and experts from Terdezom, our partner from Vulcha and the Fafa Foundation, discussed the Norwegian education system first and foremost to identify the differences in terms of approach. Then we visited schools in the primary and secondary cycles. We specifically focused on after-school programs because this is a major objective in our project, namely developing an after-school program addressing the particular needs of children in our target group. Basically, our teachers discover new and innovative ways of bringing extracurricular activities to the attention of children in after-school programs. As a conclusion of this visit, what we devised in terms of methodology in this project was somehow confirmed by our visit to Norway, a country with a more modern vision. As they have confessed themselves, starting 2020 the Norwegian education too saw a change of paradigm. One major change in this respect is the fact that teaching no longer focuses on curricula but on the pupil. This requires a sustained effort from teachers, but at the same time it means learning is brought closer to school children. You are listening to Radio Romania International. 
You are listening to In the Spotlight on Radio Romania International. We continue our program looking at Noroc, an initiative launched by Terdezon Foundation designed to come up with solutions to make schools more enjoyable and safer for children. And we are talking about a visit a group of 20 teachers involved in the project paid to Norway to get a fresh perspective on the Nordic approach to education. The event, hosted by Terdezom in Bucharest, also included an exhibition called The Ideal School, including drawings and paintings by children from the schools involved in the project, describing their understanding of what the ideal school should look like. A fost confirmarea faptului că se poate. Mi-a plăcut foarte mult felul în care este gândit sistemul de învățământ. The visit was a confirmation that anything is possible. I very much enjoyed the Norwegian, or I should say, the Nordic education system. The focus is on learning through play, on creating an environment that favors the development of children. They are also very interested in helping children develop skills that will help them later in life. It's something that I myself have always said is needed in the Romanian education system as well. The difference is that they're already doing it, whereas we are still talking about it. We visited a number of elementary schools and after-school centers. Teachers have an open-minded attitude with a focus on collaboration between the teaching staff and the community. All stakeholders involved in the education process work closely together to help children develop. And they also focus on the role of teachers themselves as central to the education process. Teachers are those who change the world. As long as mentalities change and things move forward towards positive change, I believe the Romanian education system has every chance to move towards excellence. That was Elena Stanisor, the director of the Ionce Constantinescu School in Roesd, Vulcea County, describing what she gained from this experience. Another teacher from Vulcea County who visited Norway and attended the follow-up conference in Bucharest is Georgeta Safta. She was deeply impressed with the Norwegian education system and says there are many lessons she is eager to implement in her own school. Ce mi-a atras atenția în mod deosebit în sistemul de învățământ norvegian? What particularly impressed me about the Norwegian education system is the variety of activities in after-school programs. I love the way they try to implement, from a very early age, a number of activities. I've seen children take part in cooking workshops. Fourth graders have a nutrition class in their curriculum, teaching them about healthy eating, cooking, shopping with teachers. And this is carried over all the way to the eighth grade. They also take part in tailoring workshops conducted with the help of fashion designers. They take swimming lessons. They greatly focus on the development of social behaviors. They help each other a lot. There were schools with a majority share of children of nationalities other than Norwegian. And here collaboration and teamwork was key. They also have an acute sense of community. The system is very careful about integrating children of different nationalities. Another focus was on the importance of school itself and its role inside the community. Whenever children would skip school, tutors would notify the family to motivate their child to come to school. So the focus was not on absenteeism proper, but rather on what added value children can bring while attending class. I also love the fact that school curricula were very flexible and constantly adapted to children's needs.
The Noroki Initiative seeks to stimulate the leadership of schools in the area of inclusive education programs addressing children at risk of dropping out or with learning disabilities. The project's manager, Raluca Ciuca, outlined each phase of the project. Avem trei arii mari de intervenție. Pe de o parte, după identificarea nevoilor la nivelul fiecărui We have three large areas of intervention. On the one hand, as soon as we have identified the specific needs of each school, we will move to provide them with proper IT equipment needed to modernize the education process and also allowing children to use more modern teaching methods, thus facilitating the learning process. These are actually meant to make the information more child-friendly. Then we seek to train teachers by means of four modules. They focus on teaching methods addressing children with learning disabilities, children who often find it hard to integrate in the education process and the school environment per se. We also have an NGS class organized by Ter de Zon, which was very successful in each project it was implemented. It actually provides new insight and methods of conveying information to children by means of sports and games. As a result, the information is more easily assimilated by children. And finally, we will coach teachers on how to write cooperation projects, which is actually a valuable component of the project meant to strengthen the cooperation with our Norwegian partners. We already received positive feedback following our visit, as two schools have already expressed an interest to come to Romania and see our teachers at work, helping Roma children integrate, as well as the measures applied at local level with a view to curbing school dropout. That was Raluca Ciuca wrapping up in the spotlight. I am Vlad Palku. Thanks for tuning in. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. We dedicate our radio encounter today to a complete musician, violinist Benone Damian, the one who, all throughout his otherwise prestigious career, succeeded a fine blend of classical violin repertoire and the fiddler's music. According to musicologist Viorel Cosma, Benone Damian was a case in itself. Thanks to his equally perfect command of classical violin and the traditional peasant and fiddler's violin, For 25 years, Benone Damian was a solo performer with the Giorgio Enescu Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra, yet eventually he chose to dedicate his activity to the domestic traditional music. You are invited to listen to a concerting real dance tune performed by Benone Damian and his orchestra.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.